You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> same bat time. Same batch. We're not on channels because it's a podcast, so I don't know what's happening. Hi, Jeff. Hi. What is the time, by the way, uh, that is the same that we uh, show up every time? Later than um, expected? Is that the time? Later than expected is, is our same time. I would actually say it's half past later than expected, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're still around. Yeah, Congratulations. I, I think we deserve some sort of recognition for that. <laughs> I don't. I feel I like I didn't say the positive be, uh... recognition. Like, <laughs> just, just recognize flatly, well, emotionlessly just, recognize. Mm, that I'm familiar with. All right. <laughs> Let's stick but, with that. But for realsies. You doing you doing all right down there in Florida? Let's say yes. Okay. And I will Cause... say yes, things are fine out here as well. Yeah, it's easier, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Okay. We all we all lie to each other about how we're doing and we continue um, you know, clawing our way through yeah. through life. We live in a post emotion world. Yeah. So yeah. But it's nice to hear your voice. It's nice to hear yours. As and it's nice to uh, it's nice to see, even though we're not there, to see pinball friends out together, like at an event again. Yeah, I have been out to some events myself lately. We'll get into it a little bit, but it's nice to be doing pinball again. Um, I was going through like. Very, very long spells in between anything pinball related, and now I've I've been doing it again, and I I'm pleased. I, I'm pleased to hear that. I know I saw you played a game that I haven't played yet, and I was like, "Wait, what planet is this?" I know I, I had like to rush it. out and play it. I see what you did there. I, I don't not gonna say I liked it, but I acknowledge that it happened. Yeah, yeah, and that you. Almost literally tooted your own heart. You you um, slapped your own symbol there. I don't know where that came from, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you this: it won't happen again. <laughs> can you can you tell me that? I can tell you that. I'm not saying it's the truth or anything, but it, all right, I, that's fair. I'm happy to say it. That's um, fair. So, what'd you think? What'd you think of Rush? Oh, okay. Ooh, we're gonna get into this now. Hey, <laughs> let's move over to. What we've been doing in pinball. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. Let's talk about Rush, shall we? So yeah, I, I was able to play Rush just nice, freshly out of the box. I think it just um, had its eyes open up to the world and I stepped to it and started manhandling it. Um, so for me, it, it's a... It's a mix of good, bad, and really good uh, in some ways. But hmm. let, let me see if I can explain it. So it, it feels very Borgy, And if you've played a lot of board games, you probably know what that means, that it's very fast. Um, it has kind of the... Some of the elements are in expected areas, um, you know, like the pops on the left, the straight up the middle shot, things like that, that... Are, are kind of his uh, go-tos. His staples are in place. The outlines will drive you wild. Um, 
but I think that of all of his games that have that middle shot element, except for maybe Metallica, I really like how Sparky's done, even though he can angry ang- anger you a, a lot. I, I think this middle shot is possibly his best because it's very tight, but it's fair. Like you have to hit it clean um, for that little time. Is it the time machine? I don't remember what it's called, but it's a little, um, it's kind of like the ring from Lord of the Rings, but it's very tight. The The ramp going up it um, isn't like, you know, something you're going to be slopping shots into. So that's nice. Sure. I, I don't mind a, a very predictable shot like that in the middle. I don't like it when the middle shot's just super, super easy and it just becomes like a hammered away on it exercise right so that that was nice i think the ramps are great on it um just really satisfying ramps um i think the scoop which has been the curse of the game as far as like maintenance goes i think Mm -hmm. it's horrible (laughs) the the ball hits it so hard that even like clean shots are just problematic on it and then um I don't know. I, I, I don't like that shot. It's also like the tightest scoop. So like the middle shot, you do have to hit it just perfect, just fine. But it, it's just such a, its placement is, too, I don't know, the ball's just going too fast for it. Uh, sure. Whether it's a clean or sloppy shot. Um, I think it has one of the worst feeling shots I've felt on a pinball machine in a very, very long time. And it's like the dead end stand up that's just to the left of the center shot. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, uh, I was playing pro, by the way. I think that's all that's out there for now. Um, It's like this weird shot that just feels like it should continue on into a loop, and it doesn't. It hits a stand-up, and then it trickles back out. And you slam it going 100 miles per hour, and then (laughs) it hits the stand-up, and then it kind of rolls back out. And (laughs) it feels like... Anticlimactic? very and it's just super dissatisfying like you hit that you're like oh wow that was real bad mm. um right now obviously the code is nowhere near its final form but it, but i think it's fine um i i found a few ways that you can kind of maximize scoring already um that feel like it's going to lock out other ways of playing the game yeah but that's something I don't like to complain about too early because we've seen games change a lot over time. Um, I don't know. It's to me, it's way more fun than the monsters. Um, I'm going to compare to other Borgs. I like it a lot more than Aerosmith. Uh, Oh, interesting. I like Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, Aerosmith just frustrates me. Why is that? Because sometimes the shots just don't work on it. Like a lot of clean shots on it bounce back out or sometimes the best way to make a shot is to unintentionally make it <laughs> that's my old game plan Jeff. and that's what i think the most valuable shot on deadpool being an accident is so annoying <laughs> i hate that i hate that the most valuable shot to multiply scoring is something that most people are going to be hitting when they were trying to shoot something else, or it just happened randomly. I, I don't. Okay. To to clarify, we're talking about the snicked shot, yeah. Where you hit the snicked target, which is up in the center, but right by that spinner there. That then, if you hit the snicked target and then you go up the 
little inside of the katana ramp, then that'll yeah. multiply your scoring. Um, and yeah, a, a lot, lot of people don't. Net. Yep. Yep. Now you uh, can it's not a thing that you can, you can uh, more often than not for me at least and for you it sounds like it's um, an accidental. Well, I just hate it. You'll you'll spend your entire like ball too. Like I just I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna hit that shot because I'm so good at pinball and you just can't get the right bounce off of it. And then your person that steps up behind you, uh, you see him hit it on accident like six times while they're flailing away, and you're like. I'm going to lose to that. That's so annoying. <laughs> so that drives me nuts. Um, I can say that that's that element on Aerosmith that kind of bothers me where some shots find their ways into valuable spots that were not intended. But yeah. I don't I don't hate Aerosmith. I used to hate Aerosmith, but I have come around on it. Yeah. Um, I don't care for the band or the music yeah or some other things or about some it of the but, choices of the songs even <laughs> yes but um but gameplay wise i really enjoy it i don't even mind the premium little tiny mostly useless upper play field but yeah um, am, am i forgetting any other recent borgs i just wanted to stick to the more recent stuff yeah well it's interesting you know just because i, I haven't I don't like to make judgments about games or try and speculate if I'm going to like them or not before I actually get to play them. Yeah. So I'm glad that you got to play it and that you mostly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's going to frustrate some people because all the shots are tight. You know how, and I think Eros was kind of that way, right? Like, yeah, most there's some tight ones in there. Pretty deliberate. Like you don't get any free, you don't get much free slop um, as far as points go. Aside and from like the toy box and the lock and start kind of bouncing them around up there. That's but... the unintended scoring I was talking about there. Yeah. And that center ramp is usually pretty good and easy from either flipper. Yeah. The center shot is hittable from either flipper, obviously on rush as well. Um, but it, it, it's going to be one of those things that if your shooting is slightly off, you're going to think it's the most annoying game because you're just posting out the entire time. Um, you're not going to be hitting the scoop or the middle shot well, but I don't know. I liked it. I liked the upper flipper. Um, I thought that was used well. So unless it hits the dead end shot, which just feels bad, man. Mm. But I think, I think overall people will like it. Um, which, which is good. It's good to say, right? It's good when yeah. pinball's good. That's great. Where, where are you playing these days? Um, so I'm still playing uh, most downtown Salt Lake City. There's a few spots I hit, but this was at Keto's Brewery. Um, it's where we have our weekly league, which starts Tuesday, and I will be. You're there. doing a league. I am doing a league. We've traded places, Jeff. You do realize um, you are now Elaine, and I am George. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's probably the most momentary swap that <laughs> will ever happen between us. Like, you'll be back. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that's first Tuesday. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited for you. Yeah, and we, we had the Godzilla launch party there a couple weeks ago, and I finished second. Second? Yep. <laughs> yes! The tradition continues. Got the handmade trophy, not the one that was uh, sent by Stern. So. <laughs> Um, okay, well, while you've mentioned the G word, 
I love this game. I love this game. And the new code is amazing. I I am in love with Godzilla. So um, I bought a Godzilla premium. Ooh, nice. It's been a while since we've talked, so I'm pretty sure we didn't discuss this. But um, it is, it's sitting downstairs, and I love it. I love it. And I love all of the different strategies and all of the different modes and just trying to figure out what the heck I am doing most of the time, but <laughs> having so much fun doing it, you know? Um, doing the thing. Doing There's the so thing. much on there. It is a it's loaded, so, loaded it's so combo pack, too. I love all the combo shots in there. And the, you know, the flow with the upper flipper, it's just, it is a beauty of a game. Again, Keith Owen, uh, just loving your stuff. Keep it up. But uh, it's sitting right next to Iron Maiden. And the Elwin Wing. The, the Elwin Wing of the one room downstairs. It's very impressive. Um, it's it's such a great game. And then um, I was watching Carl D'Angelo stream the, he got the advanced version of the new code. And so I was watching him play it like a, the day or two before the code was actually released. And I was just losing it, losing it. Um, Cause you know, like I've, I've broken a billion now, which was like the goal um, yeah. for me. I was like, okay, I, I feel like I can do this and did it before the code update. So now I feel like, okay, I can do this again, post code update because there's so much more kind of packed in there. But um, watching him play, I was just like, just kind of like threw my hands up. It was like, you know, I went from, uh, you know, making making uh, burritos over at Taco Bell into a Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> just yeah. like, well, <laughs> totally. That's uh, why I made not me even, not, not Yeah, <laughs> not even scratching the surface of anything here. It was just a very strange, just you know, like, oh, this is all the stuff that I spend my entire game trying to do that he's done in Balwa. <laughs> so it was like a real slap in the face of, oh, you thought you weren't that rusty to, yeah, you're you're very rusty. Um, and even when you're not rusty, he still just destroys things. But it, it's a, such a joy to watch him play that you don't even mind. It's like, I know you're beating me up, but your skill with your punches is just so impressive that I will bask in it for a while. Um, so anyone who's not watching Carl on, on Twitch, you are missing out. Uh, there's some real good stuff there. Yeah, this is a um, weird comparison. Did you watch any of the Olympics last night? No. Okay. My <laughs> oh, you're gonna love me. So the last Olympic, my only Olympics watching. Oh wait, are we happened. entering Olympics talk? Uh. <laughs> oh god. Jeff's at the controls. He's got the sound effects. He is loose. Um my only Olympics watching from the last Olympics or from any of uh, the last Olympics Olympics in memory was uh, last time around when they had the Snoop Dogg, Kevin Hart Olympics. Oh, they were commentating. Yes. Um, that was the best. <laughs> <But> they <laughs> still do other sports and stuff. Mm. Um, 
what? Okay, I've been missing out. But that was the best thing. So if they're doing it for the Olympics now, I will watch it. But that is the extent of Olympics that I will watch. I need to find a clip of... Um, so the, when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, they mm-hmm. commentated about the uh, uh, victory parade. Mm-hmm. And I need to send you the clip about that because it's so funny. Yes, please. Um, yep, I will do that. I'm still waiting for the Crip Walking Horse to show up in a Snoop Dogg music video. <laughs> that was the best part of the Olympics commentary, right? <laughs> best part. It was the the absolute best thing. Um, I rewound that and rewatched it over many days because yeah, it brought me such joy. I should gig- watch that again today. <laughs> many giggles. <laughs> um, so the reason I brought it up, though, I mean, the Olympics are on, and that's cool. This is cooler, but the Olympics are on. Um, as I was watching last night, and they were doing one of the women's snowboarding events, mm-hmm. and on the last run of the event, it was a New Zealand snowboarder. Apologies mm-hmm. for not having her name. But she just ripped off this big, giant... Oh, Olympic spoiler warning. <laughs> Uh, she pulled off this huge giant run that knocked everyone down because she jumped to first place with it. Mm-hmm. And like second and third place and a couple of the other people just absolutely mobbed her when she got to the bottom, like tackled her out of joy at the amazing run Aww. she just had. And they're all rolling around in the snow, like cheering and yelling and laughing. And yeah, she won gold, which was New Zealand's first gold in the Winter Olympics. So that's awesome. Nice. But the joy of, like, even though they got beat, of her achievement, like, it was was great to watch. I kind of feel like when you see someone like Carl playing, you could go one of two ways. You just are, like, super excited watching him do this, or you could be bitter, like, well, yeah, if I had all that time, whatever, you know, how people go. But um, when I watch those guys play like that, I just... I, I want to look around and like tell them, like, you guys don't know how hard that is, do you? Like, right. this is amazing what he's doing. And it's crazy because he's doing it live. It's not like he's posting up a video of his best game. He's streaming and blowing this game up, and it's awesome. I, yeah, it's, he's just casually running through. Also, who has time to be bitter anymore in life right now? Like, where that I feel like bitter has no place in the world right now. <laughs> it doesn't make things better, I'll tell you that. Bitter is not better. No, we have, there. I mean, there's so much other stuff. There's a lot of, you know, the general sads, right? Well, the whole Mm -hmm. plethora of things in that realm. There's so many of those. And then it's so important to focus on all of the, like, positive happies, right? And then, like, anything else, just, there's no space. There's no space for it. You don't need it. Take it outside, please. Yes. Well, I was going to say... Outside into the trash. (laughs) There's a very big difference in the um, physical stature of watching Carl play Godzilla versus me. While he's playing, he's kind of relaxed and talking about what he's going to do next. I am clenched from the (laughs) top of my head to my toes because that ball is whipping around and I'm just hanging on to that machine. (laughs) I probably leave finger marks in the wood when I step away from it. I've got little beads of sweat in my forehead and I get one-tenth the score. So when do you unclench? About three hours later. Got it. 
I don't bend my knees. The game gets in you. It like it does. Feel it. That's very good. We we have a friend. Buy a new game now. It would be. It will probably would be Godzilla. Um, Though I still really do like Jurassic Park quite a bit. If it's shooting well, because I've had some that are kind of frustrating on the this shot doesn't quite make it realm of things. But that one, um, if you're playing well, is quite a rush. If you're not, it just beats you over the head. Yeah, that's fair. I think Godzilla is where I would go. I I don't know what else in the current new inbox space competes with it. We have friends, we have two friends in particular who don't care much for games with upper flippers generally, like it's just not their favorite thing. So they're the only ones who we've met or talked to who are just like, yeah, I don't care for Godzilla. And I was just like, "Mm, Mm. you don't care for a general style of game that is fun and exciting and has a lot going on. I love Um, upper flippers. If they're done well, like not Hobbit style, but Godzilla. No, I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm like, give it a give it a chance but then you talk to them and you're like oh what other games don't you like and it's like oh you don't like iron Maiden, or it's specifically things with upper flippers that they are not fans of so it's like okay well i'm sensing a pattern so i'm gonna let it go but um i don't i don't know just there's something with it and like jurassic park um i got maiden in jurassic park at the same time and i think the the only reason that jurassic park got sold was because my partner didn't like it as much um and maiden was getting played like 10 to 1 over jurassic which is fair um and then i knew someone who wanted to buy it so it was it was just like a whole you know like it worked well worked at all the around. time yeah. plus i burned myself out trying to do um the nublar challenge <laughs> That was all I did, and I was so like salty about it that I was like, "Okay, Jurassic, you and I need a break." Let's search places to play it around, but it's it's just one of those things. Like, uh, well, and then Deadpool took its place in terms of modern. Like, I don't buy a lot of modern games, but um, Maiden's not going anywhere, and Godzilla's not going anywhere, and Deadpool's probably not going anywhere. Yeah. People are but, really uh, high on Deadpool right now. I just still can't, but I'll get I'll give it another shot. Yeah, and another an intentional shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to think of anything that would be a better buy right now than Godzilla. Um, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. We agree. Yay. Do we have like some fanfare music for that, or no? You only have music for our want want moments. <laughs> no, I know you got those in spades. Um, oh my goodness! Well, I have exhausted the soundboard, by the way. Oh no, okay, I haven't. Right, There's one more on now. there that I pray we not need to use. <laughs> oh God, uh, I know what it is. Yeah. So okay, let's let's uh, transition while we're talking about Carl and his streaming. Um, it's going to be, well, this is coming out after it's all going to be over, but it's in disc weekend. Um, and I've been watching along from home. I watched a very exciting women's, um, finals, uh, quarters and semis and finals yesterday. Um, Carl just does the best job with these streams, all of his streams and event streams. Um, 
it was amazing to watch. And I really appreciated the um, mostly female and then all female commentary team. And he's, he always tries to put things like that together. So thank you, Carl, for um, everything you do to, to get this footage out to us, but uh, definitely go back and watch some of this in-disc footage from this weekend. There have been some really great games. Um, friend of the show, Kate Martin, took uh, fourth place in women's and had some very, had like a, an amazing last ball, like ball three at the end, almost come back. <laughs> it was like on the edge of my, I say edge of my seat. I was sitting in bed watching it, but uh really rooting for it but there's some really great gameplay moments throughout the lineup for the women's finals was hilarious because it was like barbed wire and rock and safe cracker <laughs> and it was just like a straight and uh diamond lady maybe what no i can't remember what game i'm trying to think i can picture the back last anyway there was a weird assortment of games and i was having it all of Eclectic. it i wanted to play them all yes um i'm very cool with that actually but uh <laughs> you you know what i love a good ball three rally when someone pulls that off now it sucks when they're in your group but you still appreciate to see it um mm -hmm. as a spectator though it's one of the most exciting things when someone you know can chop that wood real hard on ball three and yeah. the joy that they feel when they realize they've done it. It's always just so infectious. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's like, even if you don't quite make it there, but you get real close, like it, it turns from a slaughter to an actual battle. Yeah. That's an exciting turning point. And then you like walk away from it feeling a little better than if you, you know, put up a million to their 20 million, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I had, I remember when I was like early, early in competing, I was doing one of the pin pin tournaments at the pinball hall of fame back at its original location. When all this was still happening, yep. women's tournament. And I was playing, it was like the last game in finals um, against Hannah and Hannah has been like always my kryptonite. Every time I play her in a tournament, she just demolishes me and I'm always in awe of it. She's an amazing player. And, um, uh, we always end up like, for some reason, I always end up paired with Hannah in like a finals or a semifinals. And I was just like, good job. Like before the game starts, which I know is in my head, but, um, this was like the first time I had ever met her and, she and I played each other in the winner's bracket and then she knocked me down so that I had to wait for like the whole rest of the um, bottom bracket to play out. And then I played the last person in that advanced back up to play Hannah in the final. So she had already beat me once that day, but we played um, the very last game of the day was on Funhouse, and she was just like, she had a solid game of Funhouse. She ended on like 12 million points or something. And I had a million going into ball three. <laughs> and then I ended on like 10 and a half. So it's like, okay, I really did something on the last ball. If I could have done a little something on any of the other balls, and I probably would have been better. But, um, but at least I didn't walk away from that game being like, well, I just plunged and walked away. So that's it's a much more rewarding even though it's frustrating because then it's like you're close it feels so much better 
overall than to really biff it all the way around. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like at the, the Godzilla tournament where I, again, I finished second. Mm -hmm. I was staring fourth at the face, but (laughs) had a big final game on stars. How about that? And, and won the, um, won the game which jumped me up to second now if i hadn't had like a major gag on oh what was it oh star trek a game i'm really good at normally which star trek uh stern Mm, okay if if i hadn't just like i said majorly gagged on that game right beforehand i would have you know possibly won the thing but i didn't but still, it, it's nice to have salvaged that out and get into the uh, the trophies. So I, I totally get what you're feeling. But yeah, so Kate's ball three, though, put her... Um, I, I wasn't able to see it, but I saw her post about she had some monster ball three. Was that to put her in the top four or was she already in the top? She was already in the top four. Okay. So okay. It would have It would have bumped her up from fourth place, but... You know, I need still, to go watch the stream. Still great. Go watch the stream. Um, lots of amazing playing. I mean, Carrie is always just wonderful to watch. Carrie Wing plays yeah, she's a always beautiful, calm, relaxed, wonderful game of pinball. I love Carrie. So um, very well deserved. Um, I don't, I hate to say like expected, but like you, once you have someone who is like repeating this over and over and just like, consistently amazing play you're just like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) that makes sense oh ellen is in the finals how shocking yeah um but it was it was great it was it was really fun to watch and like i said it was amazing to see pinball pals out there like everyone was wearing masks nobody seemed to be being a dick like it was all just like this is so lovely maybe we can all see each other again that would be nice um but again the 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 indisc stuff usually gets um you know archived released you know able to go back and watch that stuff so it's ie pinball uh on twitch yeah ie pinball so from what i've been hearing because i have some friends and stuff that are down there everyone's saying this is probably the top quality tournament right now um obviously we lost pinberg um Mm. Which still stings every time I remember that that so much happened. I'm super grateful I got to go, and yeah. I did very well when I went. So it's not like I have this hole in my pinball heart. But I have a hole in my pinball heart from losing Pinberg. Listen, you didn't lose. Oh wait, you mean? It, no, no, no. I mean yeah, from it not existing itself. anymore. Yes. I guess I could say regrets and performance because people are like haunted by their Pinberg just missed this finals or, you know, like people are like, if I could have only done this, you got a, um, a medallion, right? I did. That's so cool. Yeah. But regret goes with bitterness, like leave them. There's no yeah. room anymore. You have, we have no room for them. Save that room to try and leave as much space for any kind of happiness or joy that you can shoehorn into your, your life. Exactly. But what I was going to say is I feel like um, it's kind of becoming the big uh, destination tournament. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I I would love to go next year. Yeah. I would hope that we could get a little bit more under control with this whole pandemic thing because, boy, we're sure taking our time <laughs> getting rid of it right now, aren't we? Um, oh, come to Florida. It, it doesn't exist here. Oh, yeah. Like oh. legally doesn't exist, doesn't it? <laughs> We're all fine. Um, no, I would love. So when it is, was just doing like a card based or like a, you know, score, top score on games kind of thing. Um, Papa style. It's that's not my favorite tournament. Cause I like a social, I like a match play or, you know, um, I like those kinds of things more than just queuing up and putting scores up and then feeling that crazy pressure for every single game. It's just not my favorite. But when they started doing match plays, I was like, oh, that's excellent. Oh, the match plays are super limited in players and it's already sold out like a minute after. So yeah. it did remind me of Pinberg in that respect a lot. But um, but yeah, if they expanded that match play portion of it, I could see it definitely kind of being a destination tournament in the way that Pinberg was, you know, like a similar format, similar kind of thing. Uh, I would love to to see something like that. And with the quality, so Carl and Jim put on amazing events from, you know, when I've gone and played in their tournament, it's like they do such good work and they bring in a weird variety of games. It's like, it has all the makings of, of it's already something big, but could even grow more now that there's space in the community for another um, Pinberg-esque thing to come along i'd love to see them be able to grow into that too they're already going i mean you've got a match play now and you've got a classics and you've got a women's you got all these different things that are added but yeah, a lot um, happening in one weekend it's, it's cool yeah i like yeah. you're saying about the weird or just different mix of games like um there's such a um i'm it, it's pretty common if you go you know, make the tournament circuit that in every main tournament, I should say at least, you're going to be seeing like 80% the same games out of so many of them. I, people started calling them sternaments. Um, yeah. And it, it's that's one thing that, yeah, going to Pinburg, it was just like, all right, we're playing Doodlebug, Hollywood Heat, Radical, <laughs> and uh, Adam Family in this group. Cool. <laughs> it was like it was the best. So, yeah, it's nice Those to see that vibe carrying forward. Especially if there's like a game in the bank where a bunch of people are like, "I've never even seen this game before." Awesome. Yeah. That's so much fun. Yeah. We're all in this together. Uh, that happened a few times at Pimberg where I look around I was like, you guys played this? I was like, no. <laughs> I am right. still trying to track down that Rogo. From oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone always hated it, but I always wanted to play dollar games on it after. For some reason, that game and I, we just kind of clicked. And I would never have seen Rogo or heard of Rogo if it wasn't for Pimberg. Yeah, and that's the, the little bit of magic lost, huh? Yeah. Well, that barbed wire that they use in the finals, that's Jim's barbed wire, which I had never played until I played at Pinball at the Lake, which was their tournament. So that's Jim's machine. And I was like, I've never actually played a barbed wire and it's not terrible. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> Tournaments can uh, also spin how you feel about games, not because it's like, oh, I won, I like it, but because you have to approach it in a different way, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's something different about casual play where if it's not the greatest game in the world, you forget it pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah. if you enjoy a game in a tournament, 
because you probably played it the way you should have the entire time, you start to realize what the designer was going for a little bit more. It Mm -hmm. helps a lot. Um, I mean, or you just flail at it. Or you just flail at it. And (laughs) that happens a lot, a lot too. Um, Yeah, that was me my first time playing Godzilla. Walking up, I was like, oh my goodness, the ball is going so many different places and it's getting Mm -hmm. back to the flipper really quickly. Yeah. Um, It took me a little while to learn how to play that a bit more measured. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning every day. Well, that's all you can really expect is to learn a little every day. Do you use your, uh, your insider connect? Do you, do you get down with that? Sometimes. Um, I'm pretty bad at it, but I do like pulling that out uh, from time to time. I noticed that, um, I was playing one night at a place called quarters and they have a few machines set up that, Oh, it was new year's Eve. Actually, they put all their games on free play and, it was cool. So I, I dropped in and I realized that my insider connect was still signed in on stranger things for about probably 20 games beyond the point where I left it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they actually popped a single achievement though. So shame on <laughs> the collective crowd at quarters that night, but during um, your average real, real low. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do, I do like using it. Um, I just need to be better about, doing that yeah i know there's a lot of people who don't who don't like it and who are very angry about not liking it because you know internet right oh my god um it's yeah don't use it that's that's kind of the thing but no dropped my phone it spun around i reached for it in the air which launched a website and accidentally signed in this dirt tech. I fell face down on the QR code while I hit the start button my knee and I accidentally had to use it. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the games are going to be able to tell if you're vaccinated or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I will boost my cell signal. However I can the, um, the whole thing with it is it's like it's letting me know about things in the game or like things that you can do or reach in the game that I wouldn't have known about. Like, you know, different combo shots or different um, goals within battles or, you know, like it's like, Oh, there's, there's something there that I haven't quite reached. And it's just interesting. I just find it interesting to be able to see what's possible, I guess. Um, so just kind of looking at it from that perspective, it's like, oh, well, it'll be really good if I, if I can make this happen. Um, but I wouldn't have thought to try certain things. So I, I'm enjoying it from that perspective for sure. It's your little personal pinball guide. Yeah. Well, it's also nice. the So the arcades where we maintain machines, it's, um, it's like a local Florida chain and they only have new Sterns. So we've put connect kits in every single machine that has them right now. So it's Mandalorian and star Wars are the only ones that don't have like approval stuff for connect yet. So everything else has it in there, but tracking like daily or weekly plays just to see how many games are being put on these games because it's like a free play location. (laughs) You just would not believe 
how many games go up on these games week to week. It is bonkers. It's bonkers. Like you're looking at a thing in the bonkers talk. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you have a machine that's going to see 700 plays in a day, I've never, like, I just can't, my brain just doesn't wrap around it properly. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to be able to be like, Oh, no wonder. Uh, (laughs) I will tell you what your rush scoop will not survive there. Yeah. I've already been looking into rush scoop stuff and like, everyone's like, take that little not quite cliffy thing out right away and like looking at how the scoop is actually routed out and it's like, okay, well of course that's not going to hold. Yeah. But apparently on the new machines, they've fi- they've figured something out to fix that issue. So hopefully the pitfalls of being an early adopter. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think it's such a narrow scoop that there's no st- and it, no ball energy gets lost in like the side to side slop movement, so it just slams that front edge. And are the we same transitioning way to ball energy talk? So the kinetic energy of the <laughs> ball entering. Um, no, for real though, it just when you play it, you'll be surprised at how hard the ball hits that thing. And some people are saying, just oh, I'm going to take the protector off for now. Don't do that because the front of that scoop and i mean it, it'll it'll blow out like when you see one of those adams families that's got like twenty thousand plays on it and the ball I mean, a tennis ball could roll in the scoop because it's yeah it's been wide like that would happen to rush very quickly you, you'll chip the wood to pieces i think so if you've got one and that's a frustration i would wait it out for the proper fix i wouldn't just I, like i said i saw some people on facebook saying oh i'm just gonna pull it off and don't don't do that you will have yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Serious playfield damage. Um, those protectors that are for a reason, though. I'm wondering if like the mantis style is actually what should be done there. Mantis style with a tiny little lip. I don't know, but they'll figure it out. Um, but Fingers don't don't crossed. destroy your game in the meantime. Don't be Please. that impatient. Um. Okay. Well, kind of on the subject of building games at Stern. Oh, I thought you were going to play the sound. Oh, I, I thought you were. I thought you were doing it. I listen. I had the finger on the button, and then you called me out. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of building games at Stern, uh, we want to send a huge congratulations to Jack Danger, who is now officially on the design team for Stern. Yeah, uh, his After. Uh, trial by fire went well, I guess, huh? Yeah, Jurassic Park home pin uh, apparently sold a ton. I don't know exactly how many because um, they don't tell us those things. But uh, I know like right before Christmas time, we were helping um, a friend of ours who's a distributor up in St. Augustine at Old Town Pinball super nice guy and he needed to get some games delivered out and uh we brought two jurassic park home pins out to a guy who was you had just bought them for people for as christmas presents kind of thing generous 
right um and just like had him just brought the boxes and dropped them in the garage kind of thing but i was like i would really like to set this up and play it for a minute <laughs> a little flippy flip <laughs> yeah just a little just make sure it's working for you no it's not going to you it's going to somebody yeah. else and you're putting a bow on it great sure, it's irresponsible <laughs> to just hand over a pinball machine without <laughs> checking without it out properly testing come on professional <laughs> Um, so I would love to be able to play one one day. I'd love to play Jack's first game. So hopefully I'll be somewhere where I get a chance to. Um, but I bet the Pinball Hall of Fame has one, right? I don't. I don't know. With the home, there was one for sale. Um, that keeps popping up on our local classifieds. But I, I don't want to buy a home edition. Uh, but I do want to play it. Yeah, just be like, oh, can I come over and test it? I like the home edition of Star Wars better than I like Star Wars. Agreed. Um, and that was totally reinforced for me when we got to play the uh, heavy metal yeah. pinball machine, which is same the design. same thing as the Star Wars home edition. Yeah. It was at a brewery. Oh my gosh, where the heck was this? It was at a brewery that we went to and just happened to be there on the day of the week where all of the pins are on free play and got a couple. I had a cider and he had a beer and we just sat there and only played heavy metal to the exclusion of every other game that was there because it's like, well, we're never going to play this again. Where do you even see these? And it was so fun. Like it's simple, but it's fun. Yeah. I and I love the little multi-ball lock on it. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah, I played the Spider-Man one a lot, which was the first iteration of that design. Mm-hmm. And they had it at uh, Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown because uh, why am I blanking on Dean Grover, who did the code for it? He, he's from Colorado. So I, I think it was his machine that was there. Oh, nice. And yeah, I played it multiple times, which, you know, when you're at a show and they've got all the biggest, newest games and stuff, it's says a lot about it that I wanted to keep putting some more plays on that. So it's fun. Yeah. A little game. Definitely. Yeah. I always just want to play the thing that I can never play. You know, like if it's a game I can't play other places, that's yeah. what I'm playing. Huge leap up over the old home, the pin versions of, mm. of, of those home games. So yeah, to- totally. They've elevated the home editions. But I'm excited to see what his next uh, effort is, and I'm excited to play a game. And I mean, so well deserved. He's always been um, a real advocate for people who want to make games, just getting in there and trying to make one, and has a lot of resources posted if anyone's interested in designing their own game. He's shared a lot of files and stuff to help you get started, but nope. um, couldn't be happier for him. Yes. Very pleased. Um, friend of the show, Joe Zankus, gets a credit in in that um, game. Yeah, he does. In the home Jurassic Park. So That's awesome. Because he is a uh, 3D print wizard, and he, he's a helpful man. That's fantastic. So, yeah, oh, he, I love it. He helped Jack a lot with the process there so nice. good job joe and you know what i think i have a pinball popcorn that i'm gonna be dropping at the end of this but what yeah <laughs> it, it, we've been <laughs> sitting awesome. on it since before thanksgiving so oh my gosh. Sorry, we don't joe. deserve you joe nobody deserves joe <laughs>
<laughs> oh, speaking of things that we haven't dropped for a while, there are some more location spotlight episodes that Jeff's going to be releasing. I am. I just wanted to make sure that our voices came out. And then, hey. yeah, heads up, more of those are coming out. And we'll still record more of those. But yeah, I've got many in the can, like probably three or four, right? Yep. And um, if you uh, have a location that you would like to come on and chat with us and feature a bit, or if you have a favorite location, um, wherever you are, let us know. We would love to um, continue to kind of flesh this out. If you haven't listened to any of the location um, features, they're just short, silly little conversations like 20, 30 minutes um, with owners and operators from different uh, arcades, pinball bars, etc., all around the globe. So we're trying to make a little map um, where if you go somewhere, if you know that you're traveling, maybe you can look on the map and click and listen to a little something that'll give you a taste of the different venues in different places. So we'd really like to expand these and get a bunch more um, out there and archived for everybody. So please let us know. We would love to talk to you. Absolutely. Or someone from your favorite pinball place. Yeah. Just yes. Help us do the thing, people. All you do well, is take. Help us help them. It's a weird time for locations right now. And we want them all to survive. So let's, you know, share the good word and get more people heading out to the spots that we would like to see on the other side of all of this. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I will drop the other ones. Um, soonish. Excellent. Right. Hey, Jessica. Yes, Jeff. It's early February right now. But yes. Do you know what is. happens next month? Um, the the sun comes out and frees us from our oppressive ice prison. Uh, pinball related. Uh, <laughs> we get new code for Godzilla again, and I get really excited. We actually travel to the Dallas area and get scared by all the gun bumper stickers. <laughs> And enjoy I'm ourselves a now. weekend of pinball. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Texas Pinball Festival is next month. And may you be going by any chance? I will be there. Uh, we have a booth. We're going to have a big old Double Danger Soft Plunge booth. And we're going to be selling some games. I'm actually selling games. Pinball machines? Yeah. So there's a chance I could walk away with a Jessica-owned machine. A Donardo original. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, We're fixing up a bunch of games that will be sold at Texas. I will get a list together as soon as I know what it is. Uh, Could include roller games, Baywatch, uh, Target Alpha, um yeah an assortment pink panther maybe i don't have to ask anyone's permission to buy a game so maybe i should just buy a game right oh wait i'm flying (laughs) yeah so uh so texas wait are you gonna be at texas i am going to go ahead right now and commit to a solid maybe (laughs) 
I'll say this. I am planning on it. I have some schedule weirdness going on that I'm working to resolve. Jeff, come on. I am working to resolve it. You don't see me when you're in Florida. Now you're a maybe to Texas. I want to apologize, but don't feel like I should. Um, (laughs) Let me just say this. I wish I was sorry. I wish you were too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Page. We agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually would say it's more likely that I am there than not, but Friday is the biggest up in the air thing. I might not be able to come in until Saturday morning. Hopefully there's a super early flight out or something because I don't want to miss like a day and a half of the show, but I'll still do it. I'll do what I need to do to get to the pinball. I... I it's kind of the biggest show. So the biggest yeah, show yeah. of the year in pinball. I mean, it'll be my first TPF. The cool people, just so you know, call it Toop. So call it that while you're there. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, just do that. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you don't believe me, but that's weird. Uh, yeah. Just call it that. And I seriously am, am like angling to get there. So. All right. Me being like kind of wishy-washy about it. I am truly trying to get there. That's funny because it sounds pretty wishy-washy. Well, it's it's hedging bets is all it is. Mm. Um, all right. All it, the intent is 100% there. Um, it's just schedule stuff, and I'm working on it. So. All right. Well, I solidly maybe hope that you're there. Yeah, well, I'll, I can commit to this. I will have an answer about whether or not I'm going before our next recorded episode. <laughs> All right, everybody, you heard it here first. Jeff For the year-end recap, I will let you know. <laughs> Up to eight months after TPF, Jeff will let me know if he's attending. Yeah. Oh, and and the crazy thing is, is I still might say, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going <laughs> to Even if you were there, who knows? You know what I might do, though? I might try and beat the 100 pinball selfie challenge if I show up. (laughs) I did that like three or four years ago. Right? I've got 100 selfies with pinball people. But that comes up in my memories every year. And it's hilarious because I look at it and it's like, oh, yeah, I can pretty much name like I I would bet at least 85 out of the 100. Uh Um, But my favorite one is still the one with Todd McAuliffe because I'm standing there and my head just comes up to his badge and his head's completely out of the frame. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone still knows who it is. Yes. Um, And then I retook it where he had to bend over um, to get into the picture. Uh But my favorite one is the original one where my head's just, I don't know. I probably could rest my nose inside his belly button without stretching up or leaning down. Just, yeah, or stretching his belly button. It's a weird thing. I could just reach right at him. Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> just nestle right in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would be fun to do that again. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I even got Spooky's pet dog in, in, in the selfie. Oh, parade. see, I, I totally get behind that. Pictures with animals or just of animals. I'll just do them of animals. I'll take them. Actually, here's the thing. If you are there which you will be, and if you, dear listener, are there, which you should be, and if I end up there, which I hope to be, and you see me and Jessica together in the same place, demand a selfie so it'll be us with them. Because you're going to hate that. 
I'm going to hate it a lot. Yep. <laughs> Got a feeling. So yes, demand it, and we will satisfy the demand. <sighs> grumble, grumble. All yeah. right. Well, I'm excited for TPF. It'll be great to see pinball friends again, and uh, hopefully meet some new ones. It's been a long time since I like made a friend. Oh. <laughs> That's not an animal. I, most of my Florida friends are animals, because <laughs> there's just not a lot going on for people, especially where I am. It's just very weird and isolated. So yeah, it's nice to talk to you, Jeff. I'm going to send you a picture of my animal right now while we're live on the air. And you're all going to hear Jessica say, oh, because <laughs> this is what she's doing right now. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. So definitely get out and see hopefully us at minimum. You'll see Jeff. At minimum. Well, that's a pretty that's a pretty cute puppers right there. It's like as curled up in the corner as possible, but also peeking out like, did you notice me? Yeah. She got to go to the dog park this morning, but the dog park was closed. Oh no, buddy. So that's... I ran her around and we walked around the edges of the park and made friends with all the dogs in the backyards. So Excellent. Yeah. Poor Luna. Um, I still have, I, I don't, I don't know if uh, you or some people may be familiar with the saga of little carrots. The uh, cat? The cat. Yeah. So, okay. I'll, I'll try and run through this quickly. Before you get to it though, how did yeah. you decide to pluralize the name? Okay. So the name came about, there's a comedian, a British comedian named Bob Wardmer. And Bob Mortimer is an amazing human being. He is just outlandish and bizarre and wonderful and just says things that come into his beautifully complex, confusing brain. So Bob Mortimer had posted a list on his Instagram, Twitter, something. I guess I don't really use Twitter, so it would be Instagram. A list of pet names Mm -hmm. that, yes pet names available for people to use for a fee. So it was eight pounds each. And his list of pet names was uh, bread and September, strictly beef and onion, bag of not kitchen announcement, vaguely Canadian, little carrots, Tiffany chin strap, Kate fumble and slippery Douglas. So (laughs) Slippery Douglas. Slippery Douglas. for like a snake? (laughs) Okay. So we have in our neighborhood this little gang of like neighborhood cats. So they're like all street cats that hang around and they chase the neighborhood lizards and stuff. And they coexist with the peacocks and it's very adorable. And all the neighbors like feed the cats. So uh, there was this black and white cat that was coming around and we were feeding that I named vaguely Canadian VC. Because yeah. it looked kind of, so we called him VC and then <laughs> black and white. So one morning I come downstairs and the back door is propped open and I see this black and white blur run into the house. But VC is like a very skittish cat. So I was like, well, that's odd that VC just came inside. No, no, not VC. It's a different black and white cat that's smaller. So I was like, oh, that's Slippery Douglas. Impostor. So <laughs> then one of the street cats was named Slippery Douglas <laughs> And then this other kitty that's like a tabby with like a lot of white on, on his front started coming around with VC and 
I gave VC this can of food one day that had like vegetables in it. And VC ate around the vegetables and just left these little pieces of carrots on the plate. And this other tabby white cat came over and ate the carrots up off the plate. So I was like, well, that's little carrots. Thus the name has been bestowed upon little carrots, but (laughs) there is a, (laughs) so this is our, this is our cast of characters. So we've been feeding VC and LC as we were calling them um, for several months now. And everyone else in the neighborhood is also feeding the cats. So one day, you know, Carrots has gotten way more comfortable with us and comes inside sometimes, which is like, let himself in. And it's like, okay, well, that's cute. And then would leave. So I put some flea medicine. One of the neighbors is like, I have flea medicine for my cat. If that cat's going in your house here, have some, she bought like a big pack of it. And I was like, thank you. Put it on. So I'm not super worried about carrots coming in sometimes. But then one day carrots got himself into our garage and we didn't know and was in there like overnight, not meowing or anything, just chilling out. Cause I guess the cats sleep in people's garages sometimes to stay out of the cold yeah, or the rain or whatever. So in the morning, go downstairs, go to get ready to go to work. And I hear a meowing in the garage. So I open the door and there's carrots. And I was like, Hey bud, go to give him some food. And he's walking funny. He's like limping a little bit. And I was like, mm, that's weird. And when I go to pet him, he like, kind of backs up and he's a very friendly cat. So I was like, well, something's weird. So I look at his side and there is like a plum sized giant open wound in his side. Like you can see inside of him and I freaked out. So we scooped carrots up and went to the vet. That's five minutes from the house. And I was like, Okay, this is not our cat. We have no, we didn't have like a carrier. It's just like, get a blanket, try and grab the street cat. Like, but it was, I mean, a giant wound. So I'm like, I can't just leave him here. So took him in for emergency surgery. And uh, he had been attacked. We had heard him fighting with, there's a neighborhood cat from like two blocks over. There's these people have this big giant bully cat named Linus. And Linus attacked carrots outside of our house like two days before that. So apparently the wound was a bite wound that had healed up but got infected. So it was like necrotic tissue. Yeah. And it all burst. So apparently it burst in the garage that night that carrots got stuck in there. So I was like, oh my God. Um, And carrots had like an eight inch incision to clean all that stuff up and sew his side back together. Because it was massive. The wound was massive. Um, and the vet's like, okay, so you need to keep him inside for two weeks. And I was like, this is not uh, our cats. <laughs> this is not our cats. Because um, I... You mean inside the vet's office? Keep him inside here? Sure. Yeah. Um, because I don't need to tell you that I am still very much not over losing Tesla. And I, my, I can't handle... A cat, you know, like, I just can't emotionally handle this. So we're like, okay, we'll commit to the two weeks. And some very, very insanely lovely humans have helped me crowdfund the costs of the surgery and shots and everything from the vet, because this cat that's not my cat has all of a sudden cost me almost $900 in just vet bills. Then I have to get litter and a litter box and food dishes. Oh my gosh. And I was all of a sudden, I was like, I don't know. Like I wasn't going to be able to pay for my own doctor's appointments and stuff that I was supposed to do 
because I'm like, okay, well, it's more important to take care of the cat than myself because of course. So um, thank you to everyone who contributed some to the carrots fund, because I don't know what I would have done without you guys. And uh, so now carrots is just making himself comfy. So we went and got the stitches out after the two weeks and they're like, okay, keep him inside for like another week to make sure that he's fully healed up. So he's still luxuriating in the house. And uh, there is some conversation around the house of, do you think that he will leave once we open the door again to let him out? But um, well, that's going to be doubtful. <laughs> it's I'm, but I'm having a very, I'm having a very difficult time with this chef. So, um, so that's just some, some real talk about uh, animals and how they're amazing creatures, but also they, they pull my heartstrings in very complicated ways. No, for sure. Yeah. So ah, if, they anyone, weasel their uh, way in if anyone then... has room in their heart and their home for a little carrots, he's a very sweet boy. Yeah. And he's, he's ready to move on to his forever home. Yeah, we will. We, he is welcome to come and go as he pleases. Oh, here's uh, but uh, bring him to TPF and you put him in the <laughs> pinball machine that you're selling. And it's actually a bonus for the buyer because they didn't expect to get a little bit of extra love with their purchase. Surprise! Little carrots. And only a monster would not keep the cat from that point. Yeah. Are you calling me a monster? No, 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 no. Because you you did the work of... So I had, I had Ann Perkins, right? Yes. Now I adopted Ann Perkins and she was like one step above Feral. She, she had been returned her three times and the, the shelter was going to put her down and she was, she was at a rescue because they were going to put her down. Cause she was problematic, I guess yeah. you could say. And so I was living alone and I brought in Ann Perkins and rehabbed her and she became the sweetest little buddy cat, just a cuddler. Um, and when I moved and I couldn't take her, um, I was not a monster for rehoming her and not keeping her because she got to go live a happy life elsewhere. So it's the next person that would be the monster for not continuing right. that. Pay it forward with the cats and take Jessica's little carrots. Like I said, carrots is welcome to come and go as he pleases. He's a very sweet kitty. Um, I, yeah. I just want to make sure that he has the happiest life that he can have. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's a good, pure intent you've got going there. Is that fair? Okay. It is. Um, uh, so I'm not going to play the silly transition music here, um, but obviously this this is kind of a rough one. The, the whole reason we picked this transition, it's the Batman thing. Yeah, it's funny. It's goofy, but it's a little bit of a call out to like Lyman's work on Batman 66, and we lost Lyman Sheet um, recently. Um, an unexpected, shocking, no, no matter how you're going to lose someone, it's hard, but, um, Lyman passed away and we later found out it was by suicide. Um, and that's going to affect everybody a little bit different, but I, I don't think we need to go deep into like how it affects us, I, but I don't know if there's anything you want to say about Lyman himself or anything before we kind of talk about the situation a little bit to me it's kind of delicate because i've been there in my life i've been in that state and um I, 
the news just hit very deeply with me. Um, our pinball groups, we had a lot of discussion pop up about it, but I'll kind of let you lead off anything you want to say there, but let's talk about Lyman for, for a minute. Um, I don't know if you have any like thoughts you want to kick off here. Uh, okay, this is going to be challenging, so stick with me. I just first want to um, send all of our love to Penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we've seen so many post messages about how much Lyman meant to people in the pinball community. And it's been really just, it's wonderful to see people celebrating his life. And I like seeing it bring people together and, you know, encouraging people to talk to each other and check in on each other because this has been, it's been a hell of a couple of years, Jeff. Um, but it's important to also check in with the people who um, have people in their lives who are important to them or who are their partners, their family members who are struggling with mental illness as well. Um, Cause that's a whole other thing that they are, are working through and they're magical, beautiful people to help people get through um, some rough times. So Sending so much love to Penny. She's always been so positive and bright and um, the two of them together, you know, seeing all their photos and like the simple joys and pleasures that they enjoyed together has just been really beautiful. I, I don't know her well, and I only met Lyman a few times, but it was never anything but like warmth. And I really... I just, I don't, there's no words to, to be able to say what effect this has had on everyone, but, um, but especially for her. So, uh, so definitely sending love and support out to her and the rest of his family. Um, I mean, I know every time that I have a ball drain out of crank it up on Metallica immediately. And I get that ball save. I always say thanks Lyman because he (laughs) cared so much about his games that he went back in and he couldn't let a code rest. He just kept going back to make things better and better. And that's amazing. That's an amazing dedication to work in a community and something that he loved. And the pinball community is, is, never going to be the same for having lost him and not having him touch games that have already come out again or new games that are set to come out that he won't be a part of. Um, I encourage everyone to play Lyman's Lament if they can on Monster Bash. Uh, Bowen posted the, the code for it. We can probably share it just to hear his voice while playing a game um, in a game that he worked on is really fun and special. And he kind of gives you shit while you're playing. It's <laughs> great. Um, and, a and fun and interesting way to, to keep his memory there and alive. And I showed kind of a newish pinball player how to do it and bring it up and told him about Lyman and his legacy at the arcade the other day. So 
spread the good word of Lyman and um, do some friendly shit talking with your friends and everybody lean a little bit closer to the glass when you're playing. Yeah. It's, there are a lot of people that contributed a lot to pinball, the pinball community, um, the industry, the hobby. And he really did touch it like on all levels, obviously his involvement in the creation of games. Um, he's possibly the greatest pinball programmer of all time. Um, and that's something to celebrate. He's one of the best tournament pinball players of all time. Um, people, I, I I think a lot of the newer people don't realize that he was an absolute beast in the tournament scene as well. In fact, he was kind of like, I, I there was a time when he was probably the best player in the world for several years in a row. Um, and so like he achieved a lot, but on the personal side, like the community side, I never ever heard of anyone having a bad interaction with him even once. Um, I heard of some funny interactions or like, you know, goofy stories or something like that. But nobody ever said to me like, oh, I met Lyman and he brushed me off or he didn't sign my thing or whatever. Like he was always so good to the community. And and part of it is like what you mentioned, that he couldn't let a code rest unless he felt it was perfect. And sure that's partly for him but it was because he knew it was out there and he knew we were out there experiencing it and he wanted us to experience it in the best way and i think that says so much about his character um he wasn't getting paid to do that some of that stuff he just went and did it because he wanted it to be better it's it's an awesome way to live your life uh to be able to do that um and have that kind of positive it's just making people happy right like it's not changing the world in, on any grand scale, but it's just making people happier, which does produce waves that can change things on a larger scale. Um, and that was his way of doing it. So it's a huge loss, obviously, um, for some people on a personal level, others on like a things they like to enjoy level, but um, it, it's felt deep. Uh, it's still a little fresh um for those that didn't see it you can see um they they recorded his memorial um and you can watch that online still i have yet to watch it i've heard it's pretty emotional as you would expect um so so I, i will watch that i just haven't done that yet but the community came out in a really good way um it it was just shocking and and difficult but um i like how you let it off is just remember those who were most impacted and and recognize that they're going through something it's really hard for us to understand um i mean a lot of us have lost people uh but just as you said check on those um i know personally i get checked in a lot i think you know i've had some rough years uh we all have these last two years i don't think have been easy on anybody um so be aware um be aware of you where you're at yourself take care of yourself take care of those around you and let's get each other through this because it's been it's been a rough ride um all around it um as as far as the Lyman talk I think we'll save it where you and I are going to like pick our favorites or you know our moments or whatever but I would love if people could chip in and if they have Lyman memories or just 
you know, like, oh yeah, the first time I really had ACDC click with me is when I started to love deep code or whatever, whatever you have, like, we'd love to hear from it. Um, comment or, or, you know, message us and we can bring them up in a future show. But um, Lyman is a person to be celebrated um, on so many levels. And it's amazing what, what kind of a legacy he left behind personally and professionally. Um, super good dude. So um, yeah, it's hard. I, I recommend um, going over to the back box podcast. Lauren talks to um, Dr. Sarah Rose Denise, who's Scott Denise's um, wife. And they have a more in-depth conversation about mental illness and mental health. Um, and also they're accepting donations in Lyman's name to the national Alliance on mental illness. So if anyone's so inclined to um, contribute in his honor, that's where the family has requested that that go. Yeah. And that's again, a great way to honor his legacy is helping others. Um, so highly recommend that. And that episode I believe it released today or yesterday. Um, yeah. It, it's brand new. So if you subscribe to it and haven't seen it yet, go back and check it. It should be there. So that's the back box. Um, Pinball podcast. So It's a hard um, time for everybody right now, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very isolating and weird time. So check in on your, your friends. Yeah. Yeah, definitely do. Like I said, like we just, it's a good time just to take a little bit better care. It's better to be um, a little bit imposing on the caring side than miss an opportunity. Oh. Yeah. I had um, not long before we lost Lyman. Um, I posted something about this on the soft plunge page as well. My friend, Kyle black. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Um, He's the one who helped me start Soft Plunge. He taught me how to screen print all that stuff and let me use his space. And those are my best friends in Portland. He was one of the first people I met when I moved there. And, you know, friends for over a decade. And he was just so, so positive with everybody and gave so much of his self to everyone. It's really easy when you're putting so much social energy into other people to neglect yourself. Yeah. Um, and I lost him to suicide as well. So it's, um, it's hard to ask for help when you need it, but if you need connection, you need people to talk to you, you want a distraction from something, reach out always. Um, God, it's really hard. It's really hard. There's, there's not a lot there's not a textbook to, to go through and say, these are things that will stop these things from happening. But, um, you know, just generally be good to each other and try to be good to yourself. It's hard right now. Yeah. It, it's never the wrong move to let someone know that you care. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, that's important. It, it's easy to just kind of go about your daily thing. And I'm sure you do care. It, it, it just takes a little bit extra to show it. And, and that's really important right now. And there's, there's no shame in asking for help or letting it be known that things aren't okay. Yeah. 
yeah, show that trust both ways. Um, trust, trust, in, yeah. I honestly like, like I said, I've been there. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you're a listener or you don't even personally know each other. I am open to to talking. Um, you can definitely offer that, but uh, yeah, it. There are people around you that care more than you think as well. Like if you're on the other side of that and and you need that caring, there are people that are willing. Um, maybe they just don't know how to reach out to you. So definitely take It's important to reach out if you need it as well. That's, that's a strong point there, Jess. So. But also uh, we're both messes. So don't listen to anything. <laughs> well, we'll listen to you. Just don't listen to the advice <laughs> that we push back your way. So um but but definitely we're willing ears i guess you could say so and if you want hugs at tpf we are great huggers come come get a hug as as long as the pandemic's under control and we're masked and vaccinated come get responsible six foot away wrap your arms around your own shoulders (laughs) yeah oh jeff so i know it it, it's heavy. Um, I think it's just, it's a reality for a lot of people right now. Um, if it hasn't touched you, be grateful for that. If it has, um, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's affecting a lot of us. Um, so we're here and, and, and there's people around you as well. So make use of each other. Carrots agrees. He just he just chimed in. Yeah, animals are very good at picking up those feelings and coming around when that when they notice you need a little pick me up, aren't they? Something like that. <laughs> or he's hungry. I don't know. That too. Um, I'm actually gonna save the pinball popcorn for the next episode. I promise it won't be as long as the last one, but uh, and the next. I can't even speak right now. Um, just totally, it'll probably slot in better at the end of the next episode. So That sounds about right. Um, is there anything left you want to say or go over? Nope, nope. I think uh, it's a tough one. I feel like we always get into this space, but I feel like it's important to talk about. Uh, yeah. It is. Normalize talking about things, right? Normalize talking about how things are not normal. Yeah. It is okay to recognize that and vocalize that. So, well then, Jess, um, that'll do it for this one. This is, like I said, heavy note to finish, but it, it was good to be back. Um, I think we've, we've, fault started on recording maybe the last six weeks in a row where we almost did it and so we did do it and as always i'm happy to be here talking with you and i will again commit to doing it more often and we we will celebrate us actually doing things it's not always easy to do things and it's okay to not do them if you are not ready to do them and and i I guess that's something i don't i'm not going to peel back the curtain entirely but the gaps in the recording of the show haven't been because we haven't wanted to do it i think we talk about it a lot um life has just got haywire 
in a lot of ways around us and in our own lives um, where maybe recording was a desire but was a little lower on the priority um, ladder for, for the time. So it is something that I'd like to be doing regularly. Um, Agreed. And, yeah, and I, and I know you have that same desire. So we'll get back into it. We just had a lot to work through. I, the end of the year for me was, I don't know, and it was it was life upheaval once yeah. again. Um, so uh, yeah, but but we're here, and we're, we're going to keep trying to do the thing. So and, and if and then, you don't hear from us, and you want to hear from us check in with us that's okay yeah i got poked last night from someone i haven't heard from in <laughs> months and they're just checking in it was a appreciated to hear from them so it's a nice feeling yeah it is um even if it's those guys from loser kid pinball podcast i know they're annoying and i know they you know but it's just <laughs> good to hear from people um if i go to tpf i'm actually staying with josh and scott so you mean when you go to tpf Right. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right, Jessica. All right, Jeff. Thank you. Hope to see you in Texas. Agreed. Bye. Are we transitioning to goodbye? Oh, oh no. Oh, he's done it anyway. <laughs>